0: Buzz's very own celebrity news podcast that brings you the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything else this week in Hollywood in the time that it takes you to finish a drink. I'm your host, Mia and today, before we get into our conversation with Christina 1000000 I'm here talking with my staff editor, Jelani. Hey, Jelani. Hi. Hey, and she is a noted Gilmore Girls fan <laughs> on staff. So um, following the release of the Gilmore Girls reboot, I wanted to talk to you to hear your first impressions. Um, unfortunately, I am the worst and never watched Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I don't know how it ever slipped my radar. Um, but I know that people and my sister included are so, so excited that the Gilmore Girls are back. Um, so when did you start watching Gilmore Girls?
1: I actually didn't start watching. Sorry, I have a cold, guys, so hopefully I don't sound too <laughs> terrible. But um, I only started watching last year. Oh, wow. Like, I knew about the show. My mom watched the show when it was originally on air. So, like, I mm-hmm. knew that it was about a mother and a daughter, and they liked coffee. And, you know, I knew the title, but um, and I caught, like, an episode here or there, but I didn't see enough of it um, to, like, know what was going on. And um, a friend of mine after she convinced me to watch parenthood and i was obsessed with it yeah. she said that i should watch gilmore girls and i took her advice because i really liked the other show she put me onto and it was amazing and i loved it and i binge watched like i don't even think i did anything for like 6 weeks but
0: watch tv oh my gosh yeah that's it. how so many gilmore. how many seasons were there there's seven, 7 so okay. and the
1: episodes are you know pretty long and there's a lot of episodes in most of the seasons so it took me some time to get through but but yeah. it was worth it. I really, really enjoyed it.
0: That's amazing. And for you, I know some fans felt different after the creator, Amy Sherman Palladino, dropped off after. Was it the, the the last season? The last season.
1: Yeah. The last season, um, it's not terrible. I also think that my perspective is a little bit different from somebody who watched the show when it was originally on yeah. air.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was the worst thing, but there were very, it was, it was different. Like, you could tell that she wasn't writing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, the ending, like, the last episode kind of felt like a throwaway. Mm -hmm. Um... And it didn't feel like, you know, it just didn't feel like somebody who had invested all of this time and energy into creating this world, like, really put thought and effort into the finale. So, like, while some things were nice, I feel like, you know, like, especially because it was so vague about what happened with, you know, and spoiler alerts if nobody's watching The Girls, but it was so vague with what happened with, like, Luke and Mm Lorelai And after so long, I feel like a lot of fans kind of wanted just like a definitive answer of like whether or not they were going to be together. Mm. And obviously, most people wanted them to be together. But even if they weren't, I think people wanted a definitive answer. Yeah. Because you never know if you're going to get a reboot.
0: Right, right. And then here we are. Yeah,
1: that could have just been the end of it. Right. And I think that's what upset most people. Right. Was those, you know, specific, especially that, you know, Luke and Lorelai and then Rory and whoever she ends up with. Because you know that you know, Lorelai and Rory are always going to be fine together. Mm,
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And so for you as someone who just like, you just caught on to it, um, you know, people recently with, you know, the Full House reboots and all the reboots that come up, some people have been disappointed by what's come as a product. When you heard that there was a new Gilmore Girls reboot, were you excited or were you a little bit skeptical at first?
1: I was mostly excited. I actually tend to stay away from reboots because I feel like, I don't know, it gets weird and then people, you know, people are... It doesn't always feel genuine to me. And it always kind of just feels like these people have nothing else to do. So, like, why not do this? Because they're not doing anything else. And, I mean, I've actually surprisingly heard good things about the Full House reboot, but that's why I've stayed away from that one as much as I loved Full House as a kid. I'm, like, really skeptical to even check out an episode of it. But this I was really excited for because so many things were left up in the air like i couldn't i couldn't imagine they're like when Full House ended, I don't even know if I remember the season finale, but it's, I didn't have any questions about Full House. Like right. it was over, series was over, you know, that's fine. I had questions when Girl More Girls was over. So I was excited about to see how those questions would be answered.
0: And by the creator herself.
1: Yeah, especially especially because she made a big deal about the fact that she didn't get to end the show the way she wanted it to. Right. So I was excited to see what, you know, what journey she felt like um, Lorelai and Rory were supposed to take as opposed mm-hmm. to the one that they did.
0: Yeah, and so now, while we were both work in media, so we've been seeing the pictures of the, as they come out from set. We've been able to see kind of more of like the inside before it started. What did you think when you first saw some of the set photos?
1: Um, I was... I I tried not to look at too many things unless it was, you know, work related that I had to do while I was here. But um, I actually kind of didn't want Rory to end up with any of the of the guys. Mm. So I was interested to see that because like fans were like really like taking apart every single picture to try and figure out, you know, what everything meant and Mm. what the clues were and like you know everybody thought that Luke and Laura and I were gonna have a baby and that certain pictures meant that she ended up with Jess and you know Rory ended up with Jess and certain pictures meant that she ended up with Logan um so I kind of was just like I I saw some things but I tried to go into it as like blank as possible yeah, and just let it and you know let it happen to me I guess instead of going in there with expectations although I didn't really want Rory to end up with any of the guys yeah it just felt stuck to me like it's been eight years why is she dealing with the same three guys still right like she's in her 30s (laughs) she hasn't met anybody yeah that's (laughs) weird to me
0: which is something that I want to talk about later but you also before that you spoke with Yannick Truesdale right yes yeah so how was that before you jumped into the series it was right before you jumped yeah
1: into the- actually it was just a few days before the series um came out on netflix it was really cool especially because he doesn't have a french accent at all which i guess everybody knows but me <laughs> but um when we spoke on the phone i was like oh my god who is this yeah excuse me <laughs> um that was cool he you know obviously he kept things pretty vague. I, Netflix has really strict rules about spoilers. Sure. But um, it was nice to see, to talk to him about being able to explore Michelle's personal life. Mm. Because Michelle, you know, he was in almost every single episode. And while he had very few major storylines, like his mom came to visit once Mm -hmm. and like he's done some things. um, You never really know anything about him and people make all of these assumptions about him. And um, I think it was really cool, you know, for Yannick to be able to do that as an actor, to be able to come in. And, um, you know, they did it. Very, you know, subtly, it wasn't like we went into his personal home because that would feel untrue to Gilmore Girls because it's mm-hmm. never really been about him. But um, he talks about some stuff that's going on in his life that gives you more insight to like who Michelle is. And it was also really cool to talk to him because he was so genuinely excited about being back and was, like, open to the idea of doing even more or whatever. Like, it yeah. it seems like everybody has such a good time doing girl more Girls that they wouldn't be mad to, like, do it for the rest of their lives. If yeah. there was a story to tell, obviously.
0: Yeah, because some reboots, I feel like they look like it's just a sellout. Like, people yeah, just need to like pay their... Yeah, they have
1: to be there. Yeah, they, and have, they have to they pay their cable yeah.
0: bills. It's, like, one step up from Dancing with the Stars, but this seemed like <laughs> it was, you know, like... A, yeah. th- not that Dancing with the Stars is terrible, but... <laughs> Um, so basically, where we jump in at this uh, a year in a life, it picks up right where we left off. Um, Lorelai and her longtime boyfriend Luke, played by Scott Patterson, are still together. Um, he has his diner, and she has Dragonfly Inn, and they're still living in st- Stars Hollow. Um, and Rory is working as a journalist, uh, jumping kind of from job to job, and not really doing, from what I've heard, any job. That well.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about Rory's job. I think I mean also because you know I am a writer, so I know what it's like to try and find jobs and all of that other stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess I was a little bit sad to see her still struggling, even though that's very true. It's really hard to find work. I know how that feels. But um it was nice to see Luke and Laura still together and i am i am glad that they weren't married yet mm-hmm. because i felt like that was a moment that fans deserve to see and not just to hear about so i thought that you know i think a lot of people were like oh my god they were together for so long why weren't they married yeah. and i understand that waiting um because it was a really nice moment to see when it when it did happen and um yeah, Rory. I don't know. I guess I guess it took her this long to realize that she was should be writing books and not articles. Mm-hmm. But um I don't really I'm I guess just as a person who's you know done this for a very short time but for a living. I don't know how she got by the last eight years Mm -hmm. when nobody really seems to like the work that she does. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it was a little bit confusing in that sense for me. But other than that, I thought it was, it seemed like true to the character and to the story.
0: Yeah. Because I think one of the main criticisms that I've come across um, in Rory's character is that she's now a 32-year-old woman and this is happening. So kind of like what you said. Yeah. If this were Rory when she was in her late 20s or whatever, this would have made a lot more sense.
1: Yeah. It just seemed in this, like, and because Rory so, like, type A. It's weird to me that she would spend this long working, you know, at something that she doesn't seem to excel at, that doesn't seem like her character to me. Hmm. And, um, not that she's a quitter, but I feel like, you know, she tries to find what she's best at in any given situation and she seemed she didn't really do that here mm. um she seemed to be floundering a bit which you know happens to everybody even the most type A people um but and i know like obviously it's been 8 years there's nothing that amy sherman paladino can do to change right. that but um i do think that people would have felt different if she like when i realized she was 32 i was like really that's yeah and you know not to put my own expectations on a woman of any age, but it did feel a little bit strange to me.
0: What did you think about... So Lorelai and Emily. Um, Emily, I heard, is still really Emily. Yes. She's to her character. <laughs> so what did you think about Laura lies uh, where she is right now?
1: With Emily? Um, yeah.
0: I, I thought that their relationship stayed pretty true
1: to how it's been before. You know, they had a bit of a falling out after her dad passed away. And... um which which I which I get and I understand, you know, as somebody who's I've had, you know, my mom and our relationship is super up and down. So I know what it's like to kind of have like a Rory Lorelai thing and also mm-hmm. have a Lorelai Emily thing. Um I thought it was really nice to see Emily like becoming independent and kind of getting inspiration from her daughter, which she never really did before because she kind of felt like, you know, everything that her daughter did was to spite her. Mm. And um, so it was kind of nice to see them come full circle, literally by Lorelai asking her for money at the end of the the thing. Yeah. But also just like now I feel like Emily gets her daughter and it took this, you know, it took almost 50 years.
0: Mm -hmm. But... That was nice to see. And how did you th- how did you think that um, Gilmore Girls handled Richard's relationship? Did you appreciate how? Yeah, was
1: I mean, I think that it or was his, his death. I'm sorry, yes. his relationship. You know what? And I mean, I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like, and you know, obviously. Um, you know, he passed away and that was really, really sad, but it brought, and I mean, and I'm sure had he still been alive, people would love to have him on the show, but it brought a really great element to the story. Mm. Um, I think it moved things along in a way creatively that might not have been able to happen if he, you know, wasn't, if his character hadn't passed away in the show. Um, And I think that they did it very respectfully. Like, they, you know, they definitely paid tribute to him and it wasn't. I feel like some shows like people pass away and they kind of just like write them off and they're like, all right, well, we're just yeah. going to forget about them now since we don't have anything to do with them. He was, you know, he wasn't there, but he was there for the all four episodes
0: the right. entire time. And there was one episode, I think, that there was like pretty much dedicated to talking about it. Was it? or Well,
1: I mean, I think it's. I don't wouldn't say there's one episode because it happens throughout the whole the the whole thing. Like you you did it. They obviously introduce the fact that he's passed away in the first episode, and you know. But then Emily begins to go to therapy to talk about it. There's a storyline with the picture that he. There's a picture of him that's been drawn, and then really what Emily's life is like now that she you know because she's been married for fifty years. She's been a part of. I mean, somebody else, essentially, for more than half of her life. And, like, how do you move on from that? And, um, I mean, especially for somebody, you know, like Emily, who's not necessarily a career woman. You know, she she's a professional wife. That's what she does. She goes to the country club, and she does her teas, and she hangs out with other people's wives. And when she's not someone's wife, she really has to figure out who she is just, like, as a person. Um and I thought that that was a, I thought that it was done very well.
0: That's good. Um, and for as for the other um, guest stars like Melissa McCarthy, the ones that had m- more minor roles, did you like how they handled them, or do you wish they had more screen time?
1: I wish Suki had more screen time. And I guess I don't know if this is my own personal thing, and I understand that Melissa McCarthy has like a ton of stuff going on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Suki is Lorelai's best friend. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I found it a little bit weird that she was missing for some things. She really, you know, they mention her like casually throughout the other episodes and you know, there's a whole storyline with a really funny, you know, um, guest appearance by Rachel Ray <laughs> about, you know, trying to replace her and basically about how she's irreplaceable. But like, Lorelai gets married and her best friend is not there. And that's strange to me. Just, like, yeah. as a viewer, like, how did her best friend not come to her wedding? Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy that's to me. That's kind of weird, yeah. And, you know, Lorelai goes on, you know, tries to do this crazy hike across the California and doesn't once consult her best friend, <laughs> which is strange to me. Yeah. But, um the scene she did have was very very well done mm. and while i wish she was there more just because they're supposed to be best friends and i feel like it's it's weird when your best friend isn't around for at least big moments right um i think they they it it was it happened in a very nice way when she was there cuz like even suki's husband was there and she wasn't there <laughs> i felt like that was weird like he sh- probably shouldn't have been there but
0: Justice for Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the biggest things that people are talking about are the four final words. Um, did you have yes. any guesses before?
1: I did not have any guesses, no. Um, although I'm a terrible person and I can't stay away from spoilers. So I knew them before I you actually did. watched okay. it. Okay. But,
0: um, so what are your thoughts on... Well,
1: it's funny because I watched it with my roommate who had no idea. So when the four words came out, she like screamed. Yeah, and um, because Rory's Rory's pregnant. Yes, Rory's pregnant. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I wish that that had been the original ending mm. only because it just holds less weight to me when you're like, she's an adult, like she's a grown woman. Right. And obviously she's had these weird relationships going on, which is what I guess that element of surprise was. Mm. But, um, she's 32. Like she can have a baby if she wants to have a baby. Yeah. And it doesn't feel, you know, like when the show ended, Rory, had just like basically graduated college and while you know at 22 23 yes you were still an adult too i feel like it would have been like more oh my god if it had
0: happened then as opposed yeah. to now Be- because this was the ending that amy sherman Palladino wanted right yes okay.
1: this is the end from what i understand from the things that i've read this is the ending that she had in mind uh-huh. you know the, she had always come out and said that she'd always known how she wanted the show to end mm-hmm. and what the four words she had imagined Rory saying were. So I think it would have been great eight years ago. Now it's just cause like now to me it feels more like I'm more like who's the baby daddy? Right. And that's a, that's a strange question for me to feel about Gilmore Girls, like, in my opinion. Because, mm. like, this is, it's not Maury, it's yeah, Gilmore it's Girls. Yeah, Girls, right. And I feel like I would have been much, much more interested to see, like, the dynamic of Rory being a mother and Lorelai being a grandmother eight years ago now it's just like everybody else's life like people have kids and their moms become grandparents and that's that
0: because one of the questions that i read in someone's criticism of those four words were that they were thinking that now Lorelai or rory is in lorelei's footsteps and she's following the same cycle that she was in when she became a mother do you feel like that's the same
1: i feel like that's what what amy was trying to get at and i feel like it would have been like that had it happened before right um, but now I just, I don't know. And maybe I'm taking the age thing too much to heart, but it just feels like regular life to me at this point. Like yeah. people have kids at 32. right? So it, it wasn't, you know, the only thing shocking about it was that her relationship was so unstable. Mm. And like, you don't really know who the dad is, um, which just feels like super like scandalized Maury love and hip hop to me, not yeah. Gilmore girls. Um, and that because that's the really the only question that I have, like not how Rory is going to, you know, make a life for herself. She's an adult. She's going to do it the way anybody else is going to do it.
2: Yeah.
1: But um, I, you know, if Logan is the dad, is he going to leave his fiance? Like, that's what I want to know. That's why it was shocking to me and not for any other reason. And I don't think it's fair to. To um, compare her to Lorelai because Lorelai was sixteen when Mm -hmm. she had her. Yeah, she's thirty two. It's completely different. It's not the same thing at all. She's not gonna have the same the same struggles as that Lorelai had. Well, hopefully, but she she shouldn't have the same exact struggles as a 16-year-old has when they have a baby.
0: Right. And do you think that, I know that Amy talked about this, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but do you think this opens a viable like flood, floodgate for another reboot or another revival? Spin-off? I think it
1: can be done um, if it's, I think it can be done. And I think that... I think that if there is another reboot that has to be, the, that's like the last one, whatever. I don't think that this is like a, I remember seeing, seeing something, um, well, Scott Patterson was talking about that he would love to do it every year. And I feel like that's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's overkill. Yeah. I don't think we need it. As much as I love Bill Girlmo- Girls, <laughs> I don't think we need one every year forever. But I do think that there could be another one because- I I just imagine that Amy has more to say if that was her original ending. I feel like the next one is her like real true reboot. This was just, you know, tying up the loose ends that she didn't get to do and it happened 8 years later so she had to create, you know, other stories that would make sense for people who have, you know, their life has spanned such a long time, but this felt like the original ending to me just delayed so i can see that i can see there being a reboot um and i guess i would like you know just idealistically to see it end and rory have like her life more together Mm. because she still didn't i mean like she still didn't really have like she still didn't really have a job she didn't she wrote the first couple of chapters of her book but that was really it and You know, her and Lorelai just made up. They were not speaking to each other. And now she's having a baby with... I mean, I'm assuming she knows who the baby father is, but we don't. So her life seems so crazily in the air. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I would like if there would be a reboot for it to end on a note that seems more whole. Mm. And I know that that's not how all things end. But I tend to like endings that like tie up loose ends. Yes. Like endings that leave you with a million and one questions. That's why everybody hates Lost. They dedicated all of this time to Lost and you have no idea what's going on, like what happened. Yeah. So I think that it would be nice to have an ending that just kind of tied things up a little bit. We know that Luke and Lorelei are together, but our other main character has so many things going on. Yeah. I think it would be nice to know that. Even if it was just like a one you know, episode thing. I mean, the episodes were long. They're almost two hours each. Yeah. Um, Which felt strange. So I felt like I was watching movies. But even if it was just one episode that just gave you, like, an idea of what was happening with her, I think that that would be cool. Just a little bit more closure. Yeah, so. just a tiny bit more closure. And like I said, because it doesn't... it's. I just feel like it's scandalized now. Mm. It's, it's like, oh my God, she's such a mess. And not mm. like, oh my God, she's having a baby. Yeah. Huh. So...
0: That's interesting. And what out of all of the episodes, uh what was your favorite moment from this, the the revival?
1: My favorite moment um I don't know if I have one moment, but I think my favorite like moments as a whole were all of the things that were like just like super quintessential quintessentially Stars Hollow, like the secret bar mm-hmm. and the the town meetings. I think those are my favorite cuz those Very much like brought me back to why I loved the show the first time I watched it. Yeah. Because it's this like, crazy little town in Connecticut <laughs> and it feels like none of that stuff should happen but it all does mm-hmm. and I, I I, really really liked that. Um, the one thing I did not like though was they had the musical I think the musical bit went on entirely too long.
0: That's what some people were saying yeah, and like accounts. I
1: appreciate Sutton Foster and all of her talents but it just it went on entirely <laughs> too long. It was like a 15 minute thing. It could have been a four minute thing yeah it was it was too much
0: just using the budget as much as they can yeah
1: it was just and like when you thought it was over it kept going and i understand that bit but it like it wasn't good i think yeah. it could have we could have done without that
0: <laughs> um jelani thanks so much for giving your insight of course i'm glad you en- me yeah i'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed it and here's to hoping for gilmore girls forever maybe forever forever and ever <laughs> <laughs> thank you Today, I'm here with Christina Milian, who's been very busy. She's a singer, songwriter, and actress. We all know her and love her and had her in our lives for a long time now. And now we're excited to talk to you today, Christina, about... Um, well, first, let's talk about the Latina Magazine's 20th anniversary. So how has that been for you, being a part of that?
2: Yeah, um, and to be part of the Latina Magazine legacy is pretty cool. Because yeah. I've done a covers... Of Latina, and um, they've been a huge supporter for my family and I when it comes to um, our careers and also our TV show and just uh, just also just they've really embraced us and I think it's it's great because you know through that I'm able to inspire other Latina girls and women all around and women in my same situations and stuff like that through through the magazine. So
0: that's so yeah. exciting. It's a, it's a big legacy. So congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank of, you very
0: much. Of course. Um, and now, as you spoke about your your family, we've met a lot of your family members on your reality show. How has that been transitioning your family onto the reality show with you?
2: Um, it was cool. I mean, it, it 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 by season two, it was much easier first season, it was everybody's first time back on camera again, or just being on camera in general. And um, it was a little nerve wracking. But, yeah. you know, once we used to it, it was just, it was fun. I wanted to do it just because I just felt like it would be something fun for us to do. And it would, it would create lots of opportunity. And that's exactly what it did.
0: That's awesome. And because I, I think we all have those moments where we're either like traveling on vacation with our family, and we're like, There needs to be a camera right now. Is there any um, time like during before the reality show during your childhood or wherever where you wish that you guys could have had a camera with you because things were so funny?
2: Gosh, everything. I think everyday (laughs) life is always something that's always happening. So, yeah, Um, I mean, we we've said it for years prior to doing the show. So, yeah, for sure. We've definitely said it and we thought maybe we're we're destined for that.
0: (laughs) Now you're a part of a social media campaign with uh, makers of the home, um, mm-hmm. which is something I think that uh, it's it's very interesting to talk about because you're we you want to redefine what it means to be a homemaker since it's such an outdated reference. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your campaign.
2: Well, I partnered together with um, PineSol to celebrate. Um, you know, literally the the households of the, how how we've evolved and how households have evolved from mom and dad to grandma grandpa step parents everybody um, even blended families you know we've come a long way where we've evolved into a place where the, everybody is involved in keeping the house clean and safe place for our kids and for our families and especially going into the holidays so many germs and different weather patterns and all that stuff you're just tracking all that stuff back into the house yeah. And, uh, and most important, you got to keep the house clean. You know, you can go outside, but one place you want to come back home to, it's got to be a clean place that, you know, you can avoid sickness and stay healthy and, and just create, a, um, you know, a hub where, you know, the comfort level is like, you know, that you're going to be okay.
0: Absolutely, because I think of two big things about this campaign. One of them is, as you mentioned, the aspect of the blended family where, and especially coming up on National Adoption Day, which we're recording this on the 17th, but on the 19th, it'll be the National Adoption Day. I'm someone who's adopted and to talk about blended families is something that's so important because the family structure is changing so much.
2: Yeah, well, you know, funny enough, which is great, I love the fact that they're actually shedding light on that, and I work a lot with um, different foundations, especially for um, the foster care system as well. Fifth, um, they are Pine actually donating $50,000 to foundation to help um, improve the lives of those in, in the foster care system, and, you know, we have to give a lot of, I, you know, so much love and support to families that that you know, take in, um, children and and help improve their lives and, and build a family, build a support system for them. Um, so they can feel safe. Um, so I, I love the fact that we're actually having this conversation, um, because, you know, the more and more we all talk about it, the more and more people are actually, uh, They open their eyes to it and it becomes a a common thing. And I I think it's something we all know. But at the same time, it's like, hey, the conversations definitely help spread the love. So actually, people use the hashtag um, makers of home. Uh, You you can show how, you know, who 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 makes your home a better place in your life.
0: Yeah, because I think that it's something very beautiful. And I think for artists like you who can express it in a beautiful way, and even Alicia Keys, who's come out with her, her new song about blended families, it's just everybody, you know, family is more about what it's on the inside than it is on the outside.
2: Absolutely.
0: And then the other aspect of that, too, of the homemakers is redefining what it means to be a homemaker, because as two two females discussing the term, it's something that can be a little bit degrading or something that's outdated and but being a homemaker even at, for you as a single mom is something that's really empowering
2: absolutely and i think people recognize that it's also a job it's a really it's a real job taking care of a home um you know every little detail from the mopping to the laundry to the dishes that is a real job <laughs> Yeah, and,
0: and the emotional <laughs> aspect of it too
2: Yes, exactly, and making sure everybody feels good and they're happy. So there is a lot that goes into that. And, and now we're all giving, you know, even the, the moms, the dads, the 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 grandparents, like it's um, it's almost like we pass the baton on to each other to make sure that, you know, okay, we, we're all able to multitask. We're all able to aspire to be something and to follow our dreams and to be great parents to our kids. I mean, there's so many things that this all embodies, mm-hmm. <laughs> but home, home is the core.
0: Home is where the heart is. Exactly. And for someone like you, who's grown up in a big family, I know I've grown up in a big family and in mm-hmm. families that are ethnically diverse and it and being the homemaker can mean something different so it's exciting to expand that term across different ways absolutely also you've been just recently involved in rocky horror which has been so interesting to see how was that for you getting involved in that that
2: was crazy it was yeah. cool <laughs> yeah. um honestly uh it was a new experience which i love because i love a good challenge to kind of just like Makes me a little bit more fearless every day, and you know, going into whatever my next project could possibly be.
0: Yeah,
2: um, that one was probably one of the biggest ones. Like a big, like never had it on the bucket list because I never imagined it could happen.
0: Yeah.
2: and it happened. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. So, um, yeah, it was a nice challenge that I got to face because I have so much respect for the original. I wanted to, you know, make sure that I didn't know how to how to go into it but literally the um director and all the actors and everybody he gave us the freedom to explore and find ourselves but of course we did our research and we did lots of homework and and you know and the fact that we had tim curry on board really was like okay the confidence level was a little bit more boosted like okay we're good
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's got you that's so exciting and do we have any um new projects any new music to look forward to you in the near future
2: um, yeah, as far as new projects, I have. I'm working on new music um, right now. Um, don't have a title for new just as of yet, but um, that'll be out next year. And then um, I did a show on Fox, another one called Superhuman, that'll be out next year as well um, with Mike Tyson and Dr. Dr. John Dial. It's like a panel show, and, and, and it sheds light on people that have really the capability to be really smart and have great memory skills and things like that. So
0: That's really great.
2: Is your brain.
0: That's so exciting. And can you just tell us um, to our listeners, how can we get involved in your campaign and help out?
2: To get involved, all you have to do is use the hashtag makers of home. They, with that hashtag, they can go on um, you know Twitter, Instagram, any of those. And they could just tell, you know, express their story.
0: Christina, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I'm so excited to help you guys out and hear your new uh, your new music in the new year. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Have a great day. Sure. Bye. Bye. CelebBuzz is executive produced and edited by Mia Lardier, with theme music and technical support from Adam Raymonda. Subscribe to our channel on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher to get new updates and episodes become available. And head over to CelebBuzz.com to get all of your Hollywood news on the way.